you ready? Steady. Welcome to Startline. Every journey is different, but they all start with Startline. We're here to edutain you about the world of dog agility. The sport has changed rapidly in just a few years we have been a part of it. Join us as we discuss our journeys, share our successes, laughs, and failures. We will be joined by special guests, and our hope is for you to help us grow the sport we love. Episode 5. Go! Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. And Kara. And today we're talking about the COVID-19 effect and how it's impacting our lives and our agility lives and our work lives and everything. And our pets' lives and our friends' lives and our parents' lives and the world's life. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so first I'll start off with hashtag first world problems. I realize that to some of you, this may seem silly. To others of you, this will seem very important. And I wanted to discuss this tonight. I brought this up with Michelle because I saw a post on Facebook and we're all, let's all acknowledge that we're all handling this differently and we're all in different stages. Uh, I seem to notice that I had a really horrible first couple weeks coping and now I seem to be doing okay. And then I see people that were super positive for the first few weeks that are now starting to slip and I want to kind of pick them up. So first let's start off with support everybody. This is not to devalue or degrade anybody's opinion but from the standpoint of agility because that's what this podcast is all about I wanted to discuss kind of our meaning of agility and how the as I refer to it the pandemic has affected it and we're also going to discuss some things not only just how it's affecting us emotionally but also how it's affecting some of the venues and organizations that run it so that's kind of the scope of the topic today. Um, but what sparked it was I saw a post on Facebook in one of the many agility forums that I'm in. And somebody said, guys, please don't attack me or you probably will grill me or to some effect, you know, I'm going to get roasted for this. But I'm really emotionally having problems missing agility. And I really felt for that person because, again, hashtag first world problems. I feel very much the same way. And to give a really quick recap, agility means so much to me more than just, it's my social activity, it's my bonding activity with my dog, it's my physical activity. I sit behind my desk a lot during the week. It's it's that, but it's also, and I don't mean to, and some people might laugh, don't roast me, but it's also kind of my therapy. And I had a very traumatic, just about a year ago, I had a litter of puppies and they were very sick. And we got them through a lot of hard times, but there was a lot of unknowns and there's still a bunch of unknowns. And I had to make an impossible decision in November. And it was around the same time that I had decided to spay the dog to produce these puppies that even though people told me this could be a once in a lifetime thing, genetics, congenital, environmental, we don't know. I just... I couldn't handle it. I went into shutdown mode. So shut down any possibility of puppies in my house. And I had to make an impossible decision to let go of one of the puppies in my house. And what I did was I did that back to back. I did that on a Wednesday and a Thursday. And the very next day, I made certain that I was entered in a four-day, several thousand-person agility cluster. And that is how I emotionally survived. I literally buried myself in agility. And this event was so big, you almost couldn't hang out with your friends. You had a few that were close to you because you're basically stuck in these different rings 
for the whole four days and then you have people that you create near but I wasn't near my normal people and it actually worked out really well for me I was able to literally get lost in the sport I love with my best dogs beside me so and didn't you get pock three there I did. <laughs> I know. <that's, laughs> I know. I'm like, whoa, it's me. Oh, my God. Tears are about to pour down my face. I know. I know. I know how I sound. But again, we're not devaluing. We're not judging. We're not. I'm just sharing how important agility was for me, A, in general, and B, at that at a very difficult moment. It It lets me. It's an escape. It's an emotional escape that physically gets me out and active with my dogs and gets me social. And even if you're not social, because I actually do want to talk about this, the whole introvert extrovert discussion I've been having on Facebook, um, it allowed me to, it soothed my soul. And so that's one thing yeah. that I, I don't even, I apologize. I don't know who that person was that wrote that post. It wasn't somebody I knew personally. And I was too chicken shit to actually like stand up with them. I should have, but you know, we're all in different emotional states, but I want to thank them and say, I'm with you. Um, agility means that much to me. So that's why, you know, I was like, Michelle, can we talk about this? And she's like, sure, because we've all, we all deal with this in a different way. So Michelle, how have you been holding up with the no agility? Well, um, I was kind of in the opposite boat that you were initially because I am team introvert and team extrovert the first here. couple weeks, <laughs> the first couple weeks I was like, Oh, this is kind of like normal life. You go to work and you come home and you hang out at home. And I mean, yeah, you don't, I'm not going to classes and that's sad, but I think we're what three weeks in now. I think March 16th was the beginning day for us. Yeah, because it was the day after my trial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're, yeah, maybe what, three, four weeks in. And I am I am kind of just now in that boat of I'm going a little stir crazy. Um, at first, I was kind of like, okay, nice little break, you know, get some things done around the house. Look at all this free time I have now on my, my quote unquote weekends that I have. And now I'm kind of in the, all right, let's get back at it because like you, agility is my therapy. Agility is my getaway for the weekend. It's time for bonding with your dogs. It's being with your social crowd. I don't tend to socialize a whole lot with people in general or during the week, but agility on the weekends is my social time because I am with like-minded people. I am with a wonderful community. It's It really is a therapy to me. Like I don't, I do not mind waking up as early as we wake up to get to where we need to go for the weekend. Stupid I don't early. mind staying. <laughs> I don't mind staying and just talking to people, you know, even though my run's done, I don't mind staying to support people. People have stayed to support me. You know, it's, it's, it's such an incredible community. And the first couple of weeks I was okay. And now I think I'm heading towards the, all right, I'm over it. Kind of, kind of zone. I think with agility, well, first off, what's so fascinating about it, and I think we might have discussed this before, but I'll be quick, is that it brings in people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, all educations, all ethnicities, all cultures. It's just this hodgepodge of people, and we all share one thing. We love to run around the ring with our dog. And it's just, there's not, I know we laugh and you know, the agility persona. There's definitely a stereotypical type of agility person that dominates the the field per se but we're even among those people we're all so different 
Um, you know, you can say there's a quintessential like 55, 60 year old woman, you know, that does agility. But each one of those people has a different breed, has a different dog there. You know, we know a woman that um, she teaches violin. We know many veterinarians. We know groomers. We know, you know, you work at IDEX laboratories. Like we know, I'm a dog walker. We know all these different people. We web designers and, you know, retired engineers, aero and aerospace engineers. It's just crazy. So many different, different so people different and different people. stories. And and I love my thing as an extrovert. I work at home by myself all day. So my husband's gone for about four to five hours a day. And I love those four to five hours because I can really get a lot of work done, be peaceful. My dogs aren't too disruptive. But I yearn for him to come home. And then I, what's the biggest thing for me? I first got really upset missing trials. Like that was the biggest thing for me. How am I going to keep invitational points? How am I going to, you know, get Walter to qualify for nationals next year? How am I going to beat all these goals that I've set for Debbie and Walter? And then I was all like, all the goals, all the goals. We'll talk about that in a second. But then yeah. I was like, okay, fine. We're all in the same boat. Once the playing field kind of got leveled in all the states, minus a few, Oklahoma, um, <laughs> got on board with the smart, you know, stay shelter in place. I know they all differ, but the idea and the general premise of stay home stay safe once that hit i was like okay we're all in this together we can't be trialing right now nobody's beating the other person cool but it was the classes i need i thrive on that social interaction and and that has been i go to four classes a week well i teach a bunch on monday and tuesdays and i love my students you know some days i'm like oh i don't feel like teaching but i get there and i'm like oh that was fun you know to see teams succeed and then Wednesday, I have an agility class. Thursday, I have an agility class and a nose work class. And Friday, sometimes I have a trial or nothing or whatever. But I literally, and then Saturday, Sunday, always people. I literally live for that. And having that rug, it's not like I had a warning. So to me, having that rug ripped out from underneath me, the break for my dog. Oh, I, yeah. I panicked with the break at first. Like, oh, she's going to come out of shape. Now I'm over it. Now I'm actually, I don't even want to do agility. I see my friends doing so much agility online. I'm like, good for you, kid. But I know. And I've had wonderful access to a place. Entered a course today. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> but that's your thing. If that gets you through, I've also, yeah. I'll say the one, well, we can get into a, a couple good things about this too. But one of the good things I found about the pandemic is I've really reevaluated my goals. And don't get me wrong, Debbie and Walter, Walter particularly have a lot left to learn or enhance but I really boiled my skills down to Debbie needs fast sends and Walter needs contacts and that's it those are my goals for them those are the impediments to my goals yeah I mean I'll be honest I've you know I've I have I have a young dog she's just turned one so I have different goals with her and if I had a different honestly I I think this is this has been a blessing in disguise for her because I'm finding myself with a little bit more time now to do that training. So I can actually build on her foundations and I'm actually really, really excited for what I'm doing with her compared to what I've done with my, with my elder two. Um, but you know, I realized with, with Riley in particular, she'll be 10 in July. Um, I'm going to try not to cry about that fact that she'll be 10, but with her, you know, my goals and doing all this stuff in the yard and doing all this training, I'm focusing a lot on Sirius and a lot less on Riley. Um, 
because she has a lot of skills that Sirius still doesn't have. And, and she is so incredibly talented that I don't find myself obsessing over what am I going to do with her? You know, I brought her out today, for example, and I ran a course with her, but it was, it was pure joy. Like to see the joy on her face when she realized she was going to be the one going next. And we just, I just took her out and we played, I didn't drill anything. We just played. She dropped bars. I don't care. We just played and had a great time. I threw her ball for her. She was absolutely in her glory. I, it's, you know, it's, it was so nice to just see that less pressure, you know, just, just play with her with Sirius. I'm doing a little bit, you know, working on some, uh, mainly contacts, running dog walks, um, is our big thing. If I don't have the best running dog walk by the end of this break, I will cry (laughs) (laughs) because of the amount of time I'm spending now on actually training a running dog walk, having had a running dog walk for a year or two now. I can actually say I've trained it finally. Um, but yeah, it's, I, you know, it's the goals, the goals definitely need to be re redone. Um, I think what, what makes me sad the most about all the goals is, um, I really wanted to get serious as mock sooner because I want to move him down to preferred. So a little bit of a backstory about him. He will be four in a couple, in a week or two. And he has an autoimmune condition and he has been on a course of doxycycline for almost two years now, I think. And structurally it is starting to impact him. Um, and, and running at his, at his regular height is, is becoming a little bit more of a struggle for him. I have to really, really work hard to keep muscle on a four-year-old dog and, my almost 10 year old dog is in better shape than he is. And it shouldn't be that way. Um, but unfortunately that's, that's the dealt, the, the hand he was dealt. Um, but anyway, he still has no issue with it. I just want to preserve his body and he needs six more double cues. And I was just starting to become consistent with him. And then we came to a screeching halt because of this, because of this break and, that, that really upsets me, but you know, I'm keeping up with it. I'm keeping up his, his fitness stuff. And I just hope we can get this sooner rather than later. Yeah. That's but, how, that's how I feel. It's I, my life. This is a blip in my life, but this is a long time in our dog's life. Debbie's going to be seven in June. And again, not that old, but for a boxer. Yeah. They they're, I cried on Riley's seventh birthday. Yeah. I mean, it's not, we all know what I'm going to do on Debbie's seventh birthday. And I have, I have goals. (laughs) I have goals to finish her agility so that I can stop the wear and tear on her body. I mean, that's the problem with dogs. They're, they're late to the game to tell us when it's time to stop. I've always told all my friends, if you ever see me, you know, running this dog too much, tell me, just take me aside. I don't care. I might tell you, I hate you, but in the end, I'll love you because I need to hear this. And we have to be an advocate for our dogs. And I don't want to be that person dragging around this old dog because I have this goal. And so I'm really trying to hit that happy medium. And I know, again, okay, first world problems. So far it's been two months. You know, maybe it'll be three, four, even if it's six months. In the big picture, that's a really short time. In the dog picture of agility, that's an eternity. So, and I think about these people that have gotten puppies and okay, great. You get to bond with them now, but then are they going to miss out on some socialization? So there's just, 
there's so many things that we, these challenges that we have to work around that didn't exist before that literally came overnight. That rug ripped out. Uh, yeah, it, it was you. overnight. It was. It overnight. was. Things were kind of like, okay, yeah, there's this thing happening, and then all of a sudden, it was like pandemic panic. Oh my god! And I mean, it's it's been such a whirlwind to think that three weeks ago, life was normal. Like, how much has changed in I mean, three weeks? Westminster was what a month and a half ago, and there were right? thousands of crazy? us piled into the piers. I mean. Yeah, it's just mind-boggling. But I don't want to get too down on this episode. So I think what would be fun to discuss, there's a couple things. I do want to discuss what some agility businesses, this will kind of be the last downer. We discussed last time about you know trial secretaries and the equipment people, please buy gift certificates, support them. Um, you know, your clubs, if you want to make an extra donation to your clubs, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. Um, but we've got some some fascinating things going on on the other side is okay the AKC is affected and I know there is an argument on Facebook about how the AKC could make they could shut down the New York offices they could make all these budget cuts to save their staff but let me tell you so Dennis Sprung the AKC president sent out a letter that was published online that that explained that they were laying off certain staff members And I thought the letter, I know people disagree with me. I thought the letter was quite appropriate. They're continuing their health coverage through, I believe, the end of April. That's not long. That does stink. But um, they were clearly laying people off. Some people said they were furloughed. They weren't given a chance. At this point, as a business owner, there comes a time where you cannot pay the payroll. And making having your staff go on unemployment which they can get depending if they're sole proprietors or different this in this case these are strict employees of the akc they are eligible for unemployment i i don't fully disagree with the akc's decision they let off they laid off some field reps particularly in the agility community and other sports and i do understand that um it's a tough decision. Do I think that they yeah, could... It doesn't suck any less, but... No, but do I think they should cut some money and shut down the mahogany maze in New York City? Of course. But I don't know the decisions there. I don't know if that's a lease that they've had for 30 years, and if they end it, they never could get it back, and it, it has some meaning that's... I don't know. So, but I do understand as a business owner what it's like to lay somebody off. I've had to lay off some of my staff. And these are terrible, horrible times. I think if people can see that laying those employees off is better than cutting their payroll down to half, they can at least get on unemployment and figure something out while we're all figuring this out. I don't know. I don't know the answer, but I think I think some people came down harsh on the AKC. Yes, the AKC has millions of dollars, um, but they might need those. They're 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 financially taking a loss i know we all it looks like they can afford it because they have millions of dollars but if they're taking this huge loss and still paying payroll something has to give yeah i mean just just picture how many events not even just agility that they that they rely on for everybody's income every week yeah i mean you're talking confirmation fast cat cat um you know all these other events that they're doing that they're relying on for income and they are getting absolutely nothing. Well, it's nationals. I mean, what do you, what do you fall back on, on nationals? Then? Yeah. What do you have to fall back on registration? I mean, honestly, registration is what? 20 bucks, 25. 
I guess. Okay, 25. <laughs> I mean, it was 125 to register snitch, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but still, I mean, how many dogs do you think are registering right now? How many people are submitting their forms for registration right now? I mean, how many people are submitting for titles right now if they're not even competing? The only title you can really technically submit for, I think, at this point is a trick dog title because you can get it evaluated online, which, by the way, hello. Yes, Michelle um, does that. You... <laughs> for more information, startlinepod at gmail.com. She can do it virtually via Skype, Zoom, anything you want, or just send in a YouTube video of your dog doing it. So. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was so genius. So if you want to get that extra title, you know. So, um, so let's go. Okay, so let's go positive. So, so what are some good things that are happening? Trick dog titles. People can now focus on those and get those virtually with their dogs. That's awesome. Um, I think that's great because it's you don't have to find an evaluator. You don't have, you don't to, have to find wait for someone it to be to at an it. event. Yes, I think it's perfect. Yeah, I think it's great. Honestly, I think. I mean, I'm an evaluator myself, and I've put trick dog advanced titles on Riley, and I have trick dog titles on my own guys but i think this has actually motivated me to do higher titles for my guys to find another evaluate to watch us because it's something that i can do at home it's something that you can do with your dog while you have the downtime and then you get a cool title for it so i think this is a great great thing to get people motivated also the pet people there's nothing stopping the pet people from earning a title from your living room it's genius yeah, so that's a bonus. Can we also talk about I may or may not have added up all the entry money I've saved? Oh, my gosh, I know. Uh, Michelle mentioned she might be getting a new computer with that money. Uh, that money's going to float the money we don't have coming in from a dog walking business. So there are – it sounds so weird to talk about the pluses, but I also am optimistically curious – to see, excuse me, how things will be when we return. Because I don't see, okay, let's pretend. Let's. I'm just pretending. State of Massachusetts stated that we're in stay-at-home order until May 4th. Let's pretend we peak in the next few weeks and then we start to drop off and we have no more cases or anything detrimental. May 4th rolls around. Okay, we're ready to go, right? We're free. Now, we already know from from right now, we don't have any trials until potentially maybe one at the end of May. Yeah, our earliest hope, I think, is Memorial Day weekend at this point. And that's a two-ring trial. So we have 750 runs available. That's at least 150, 200 people. So how many people are going to go running out to big events? You know, they were talking about this on the news last night. Yeah. Basketball, baseball, football. It's one thing to go from no social, you know, total social distancing. Or I like to say physical distancing because we can still be social people. <laughs> I hate social distancing. You can be socially close via virtually, but you just shouldn't be physically close. So physical distancing, I'm renaming it for the whole world, FYI. Yeah. I mean, come on. How many Zoom meetings have, have you already hosted? How many meetings? I'm like meetings- a Zoom junkie. Have people gone to? I mean, we played a virtual card game the other night. We so did. That there was a are lot ways. Of cards against the human. Yeah. Cards against humanity can be played virtually online for free. So my point being, it's going to be either delayed or even longer time before we rush out into these big groups because I don't think we should. 
The virus isn't just going to poof, go away. It's going to linger. It's going to be right. around. It's going to decrease because we've taken the safety measures of staying at home and stopped interacting and stopped the spread. There are going to be less people that have it or are currently shedding it, but there's still going to be people that have it and currently shedding it. So that's why I think sports are going to take forever to get back. And I'm trying to prepare myself, and I think we all should logically prepare for agility not to just bounce back. But here's the saving grace. I do believe classes will bounce back. I mean, I'm in a class with usually no more than six or seven people. I don't see yeah, the, I don't most, what eight people. Yeah, so I don't see the harm in that. So I'm really excited about that. I that's it's not the titles, it's not my progression of my goal, it's not any of that. But I'm trying to focus on the little things, the little normals. Because right now the new normal is it's it's lonely. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's even for an introvert, it's pretty lonely. lonely. Yeah, I mean, you at least get to go to work and have normal. Like, you and my husband, my husband has had disruptions in his business because we're dog walking company and we like to walk on the trails. And everybody and their mother is now out oh, walking gosh, their dogs. Oh, yeah. gosh, I mean, yay for the dogs, but these dogs are going to be exhausted. Have you seen the... I'm well, sure... what is it that you said the other day that we're, we're going to start to set creating, a new standard? <laughs> we're creating a maintenance level for our dogs. I did this with my first boxers. We own a dog walking company and they would come to work with us. And so they were used to walking three to four miles a day. And then on days that we took off, they would get itchy and be like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? My dogs that I currently have are physically fit, very healthy. And I had them on a routine where we would take two to three days off a week where they laid on the couch all day. I worked. They maybe went in the yard and beat each other up for a little bit. And that was it. Now we're pretty much going out for like we did a four mile hike yesterday and we went up some serious hills today i was like oh give them a day of rest but it's beautiful so i know it's going to be sunny today and tuesday monday and tuesday is the day today so i'm like let's get the dogs out and they can rest on wednesday and thursday when it rains so it's this new and i also i need to get out now i could go for a walk without my dogs but that's just weird who goes for a walk without their dog i mean i have to say i really want to start riding my bike again me too me too but the thought of not taking the dogs with me. <laughs> no, I think we should go. I, I do really want to ride my bike. I'm very excited because yeah. we, we have a couple good things going for us there. Um, so traffic is lower. So you're statistically less likely to get hit by a car because people at bikes, it's bad. Um, there's an agility competitor. I won't say her name. I don't know if she wants me to, but she was hit by a truck last year. Um, which messed up her knee. She still had gravel in it. It was horrible. And so can you imagine surviving this pandemic and then going for a joyous bike ride to increase your cardiovascular abilities and you get hit by a car? So that's a slightly real fear. Yeah. So. Yeah. My goal is to, to ride my bike to work one day. It's only 11 miles. That's a but lot. I, I would, build, I would tried, build up to it. Uh, well, yeah, because I took my bike out and I could barely make it up the little hill to my mailbox the other day. So Isn't clearly it, I am a little out of shape. Isn't it amazing how sore your butt gets afterwards? I rode my yes. butt for my butt, my bike <laughs> <laughs> when I first started back up because I used to try. Well, I trained for a triathlon once and then I broke my foot. So that was the end of that. Um, but I used to bike all the time. and I love biking. I love biking and swimming. Two things you can't really do well with a dog. Um, not my dogs, at least. I know people can bike for miles with their dogs. I have boxers. If the temperature is not perfect, which it is now, I have no excuse. 
<laughs> I live on a busy road, okay? Yeah, I kind of I kind of want to train Gilly to ride on the bike with me to run on the bike, but it is true. Once it gets to a certain temperature, they're pretty much out. Once you're above 70, you're done. With a boxer, you're done. <laughs> so, anyway, so I'm just I'm trying to get through what this virus has done to us. And again, hashtag first world problems. I know we're there's people that are losing their job, losing their houses, losing their business. I, you know, I I am not diminishing that at all. This is an agility podcast. I know people laugh. You know, my parents are probably giggling when I say agility for life. But I this sport has brought out so many positive things in my life. Um, the friendships I've made, I've gotten jobs from it. Um, I've built a career around it. I, you know, Michelle and I joke and we say, how do we become the best agility people ever? And we look around and the best agility people either own a facility or teach at a facility. So our, you know, we have big goals one day of, of being those people. Like we sit around and admire a lot of the people in the New England area. So I just feel like it's put a lot of things in perspective. There's a lot of unknowns and uncertainties. And I think we're going to be further delayed than we all expect, which is depressing. But I think we'll come out. I think we'll come out okay. It's going to be different. But I think it's going to be okay. I do. Yeah, I think so. You know, and, and agility for me, um, I, uh, a couple years ago when I first started agility, I was in a job that I was not happy with. Um, it was working in retail. So anybody who has worked in retail, I think would understand the struggle of working in retail. It is not glorious. Um, you don't have a life. You don't have weekends. So when you try to do a sport like this, that only happens usually on weekends. It's really hard. Um, but I also had some other issues going on in that job. And, you know, and kind of like Kara was saying, like, it's it's your therapy. It was it was what I looked forward to. And and I will I will put it out there because I think I think there are a lot of people that are going to understand that that depression is real. Um, I am a person who suffers from depression. Um, I think a lot of people played it down. And I I kind of wonder how many people are rethinking that now, now that they have put themselves into social isolation due to the requirements and everything. And you kind of realize how how lonely it can be and how real it is. And not to get even darker again, but um, agility helped me through it. I mean, it, it literally helped me go every weekend. I mean, I didn't get to try every weekend, unfortunately, but it was, it was to a point where I would go to an agility trial and at the end of Sunday, I would go home and I would cry because at that time I didn't know when my next trial would be. And I had so much fun and it had given me so much hope. And there's such a wonderful community that we have and just everything about it that we have already said just kept me going and kept feeding me and kept me going through that time. And it has pulled me out of a really dark time. And, you know, it's, it's a little nerve wracking going through an uncertainty again like this, but, you know, I think, I think times are different. I think I'm in a better state, but, um, you know, I think we'll be, I think we'll get through it. I think it'll be definitely slow, slow progressing. Like you said, I don't think it's going to just bounce right back to like, Hey, where do we leave off? But, um, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll, we'll adjust. We'll adjust as needed. Our goals will adjust. Um, it's, it's going to be there. Yeah. I think we're on a really, just a really hard reset. 
you know, yeah. the world is on a reset. The CO2 levels are dropping. China's skies cleared up when everybody was on lockdown. Good things are happening. I'm not going to say anything about the economy because nothing good is happening there. But good right. things, you know. There are good things somewhere. I, my, I love my husband to death. But being locked in the house <laughs> with him for this long, I thought we would have more moments. And we're not. We have we have little moments, but they're we're having fun. Um, we are in some sloppy routines. I mean, I'm sleeping way later than I've ever slept before. <laughs> I mean, the alarm goes off at 630. I'm not getting up till eight now. It's bad. Um, See, mine used to go off at 530. I'm lucky if I get up at 630 now. It's really bad. Oh, it's just and I go to bed late and I, I stay up because who cares? And I Netflix. Who cares? I drink. I, I don't drink heavily, but I drink consistently. I'm going to admit this. I'm going to say this on the airwaves. I have gone three days out of three weeks without having alcohol. That's it. Three. All the other, don't even add them up. Don't do the math. All the other nights I've had at least a little bit of alcohol. So that's not good. I know that's not good. Um, I've been, I'm proud. I started an exercise routine. I'm doing well with it. My eating has not caught up to it yet. So there's all these little things I keep saying to myself, okay, keep the dogs fit, but you've got to keep yourself fit too. I have to mimic, you know, we burst around uh, an agility field from anywhere from, you know, 27 seconds to 48 seconds. And so we need to be running and pivoting. And I, I should literally just go out into a field and do that. So I don't know. I, I, I'm i in this weird, like, neutrally positive, optimistic zone right now. Which if you talked, if we aired this two weeks ago, I would be like, the life is over. I can't. <laughs> I would have been a mess. And I, I realize people are there right now. So I hope those that are listening to this understand that this will ebb and flow. I might be this way next week. I might be a depressed mess again next week. But if we can keep it in perspective, this will end. I don't know when. You might not reach that goal. You probably won't reach that goal you set. Shift it. This is a great time to, I'm so sorry, but... Michelle's dog is roaching in the background and is hilarious. <laughs> um, so anyways, it, we will we will survive this. I don't doubt this. We are going to lose people. In fact, I found out from somebody in the rally community we lost today. My mind was blown because, um, you know, some of us feel I actually know, you know, a co-worker that has a neighbor that has, you know, we're all starting to know somebody that has it. Yeah, and and we all know somebody in dire straits. We all know somebody in dire straits. And I think we just have to keep moving forward. And they can take away our economy and all our money and all that crap. But at the end of the day, we're still people and we can support people. So, and agility, I look forward to getting back to that because it will mean, it, it's, it's like we, okay, every weekend there's usually a mock cake, right? Right? Yeah. So when you don't have mock cakes every weekend and you come back to your first mock cake, how good is it going to taste? I might just have to eat a mock cake when we go back. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, like <laughs> we have so many mock cakes that it got to the point. Okay, I'm going to admit something. You might consider Michelle and I snobs, but if the mock cake were store bought, we'd avoid it. I know that sounds terrible. We'd support our friends. We'd congratulate them. But I stopped eating store-bought cakes 
And only ones from, we have, you know, Nikki who makes these great cakes and then some people will go to these actual small business boutique bakeries and get these amazing cakes. But if you got it at Shaw's Stop and Shop Market Basket, I wouldn't eat your cake. I'd congratulate you. I'd be proud of you, but I wouldn't eat your cake. I'll sign your bar. I'll sign your bar for sure. So now, at first mock cake, I'm having a big happy piece. <laughs> yeah, I don't even care where it comes from. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because somebody is bound to have gotten a mock right, right, like the day we left. Somebody at that March 15th trial got a mock, right? Yeah, yeah, I think there were at least two that weekend. So That's something to look forward to. Any kind of mock cake. <laughs> Which we take for granted because there's mock cake every weekend. Or maybe because Walter only needs four more double Qs and Sirius only needs six more. We could be one of the first few to bring back an, a mock cake. Well, Debbie only needs three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, she, Debbie she passed, will go first. She passed Walter. No surprise there. So, yeah, I'm just. You don't I need don't to know. talk about Sirius and Riley. <laughs> we, I think we just had to uh, say positive. Two years, by the way. We will surpass at this point. Thank you to COVID-19. We will surpass two years since our mock. There was hope before that I'm of sorry. maybe getting consistent one day. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I think we should wrap this up, but I do want to end on a positive note. I, I, It's dark and gloomy. There's a light somewhere. We have no idea how far away the light is, but I think we all know we will get through this. I mean, they survived the Spanish flu of 1918. They did similar things. They didn't have the internet. It didn't wipe out society. Uh, and I'm certain the lasting positive effects will occur here too. And we'll, we focus more on people. And I hate that it's virtual, but look at this right now. I can talk to a bunch of people virtually. So we have some things going for us. We can still us. be social. We can still be social. We can still be connected. We can still play card games. We can still go do backyard agility. I mean, my one friend did so much backyard agility, She her dog got swimmer's tail. I mean, that's impressive that you do that much agility in your free time that your dog, you know, needs rest. That Kudos. So my, meanwhile, my dog's like holding down the sofa. Um, they're probably, well, I'll admit their feet and undercarriages are ripped up because we did some trail hiking and I don't know if I'd call these trails. There was like more bush than there was trail, which was great. We had a blast. But like I came home and Phoenix was like sliced up underneath. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, you know, there's, there's definitely some positives that we need to, to realize because it's easy to get wrapped up in the negatives and it's easy to get wrapped up in what we're missing out on and all the goals that we're missing out on. But, you know, we got to look at the big picture, look at the positives. Um, I mean, for me, if we're going to talk strictly dog training, I am getting a lot more time to really build up my foundation work um, with my young girl. And I, I am one of the lucky few that has a full agility field at my disposal. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm getting in, I honestly, I'll, I'll say my substrate is, is relatively soft. It's uh, stone dust over sand and there are some really soft areas. And I actually think this will be beneficial for Sirius's muscles because I have been working him out there a lot and running on that soft substrate is actually really good for him. And also good for me because, um, I have also let let go a lot of my physical fitness um, since doing this. Hence the reason I said I usually wake up at 5.30 and now it's creeping on 6.30 or 7. Um, but, you know, the positives. We are still social. We can still interact. 
We can still do things. We can still train our dogs. We can still do things with our dogs. Or not train our dogs. So I've, actually, I've actually yeah. decided, because I hear people, I've, I've listened. I've never acted on it. I'll not lie. I've always run my dogs unless there was a physical injury. Um, I've always heard the benefits of breaks. I promote to my... Breaks my, are good. Yeah. So here's a forced break. I feel like this is a hard reset button. So I'm listening to it. I, I was doing agility for the first three weeks. I was so grateful. I have access to a place I can go. I could also go to your field. But I've now just decided, no, no, I'm going to take a break because I know we'll come back to classes before we come back to trials. And I'll have a few weeks to catch up. So I'm enjoying the break with my, I'm enjoying my dogs running through the woods rather. And I'm, this is nothing about training. I think training is wonderful. I'm just in some weird funk where I don't want to train right now. And I'm listening to myself and I'm not. For those of you that have gained yeah, extra you. time to train, c- c- great. This is not, this is not a here nor there. This is just, I've heard enough people in my life say, take a break. And I have not ever taken a break. And so I'm taking a break. And enjoy the break. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that sucks is picking ticks off my dogs 24 seven, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. See, and for me, it was, I was actually finding a hard time to train outside of classes and now for, and I was having a hard time getting some training in. And now I, I am like, Hey, I can get that training in. Um, but you know, everybody has their, has their, their realization of what they can do now. You can take a break now. Like you said, you needed to take a break. You take, you're taking a break, and it's great. Your dogs are running around outside of nature, off leash, running around, romping, being dogs, slicing themselves up. <laughs> yeah, you know it's and it's honestly it's all part of the positives that we have to realize that the things that we are gaining from this. You have to look at the positive. You have to. It's a sucky situation all around. Everybody knows it. We all know it. Everywhere you look, there's negatives, but you have to find the positive. You have to. So on that note, I encourage you to go out and find your positive. I hope this podcast has been one of your positives. Um, hey, so. tell us on uh, tell us on our Facebook page, Startline Podcast, uh, what your positive is, what thing is you're looking yeah. forward to now. Let us know. Let or you us can email know. us at startlinepod at gmail.com. Yeah, but we'd like to see it publicly if you feel comfortable doing it. Um, if not, just email us and say that you want it posted, but anonymously, we can do that too. And don't forget to support us. If you go to the anchor website, which is on our Facebook page, that would be super duper, duper awesome because we need it. (laughs) We want to keep doing this and we hope you like this. We want to keep doing this for you. Uh, we're going to explore some, um, potential. I know alcohol and agility don't go together at all. I tried it. It doesn't work. We said that. Uh, I'm pretty sure AKC? I got a regional buy. <laughs> <laughs> we won't discuss that. But we are exploring. Um, there is a podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and recommend them. It can't be illegal. But it's called True Crime Garage. And they have they talk about a beer. They Their supporters help buy beer for them. And then they discuss it beforehand and they rate it. So Michelle and I would love to do something similar with beer or wine. We're very open to alcohols. Yeah, we're not. We're really not picky. We're really not picky. Um, so we'd love to encourage you to help support some kind of program like that. So we'll have more details as we get along. And please bear with us. Sound quality and editing is all done by Kara and Michelle. There's no fancy producer. Um, we've done this on literally a shoestring budget. I think we're under $100 at this point. Uh, barely, oh. but yeah. <laughs> so, Proud of us. Woo-woo. Woo-woo, patting ourselves on the back. 
So anyways, but the whole point is to edutain you. Um, we are going to bring on, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw it out there. We're going to ask some people to come on as guests. I have to figure out how to do that. Might have to go to Zoom. I don't know if Skype can do three calls. We'll figure that out. Um, it's all about figuring it out. My company's hashtag for this you know, pandemic is hashtag figure it out, which I love. Um, I love because I love when you actually figure it out, like it comes together. I'll give Michelle a big little, you know, golf clap. Woohoo. Um, I fell into my depression. We had started this podcast pre pandemic. There were some hurdles. She was, she politely nagged me in a very polite way. And then <laughs> I got my butt in gear and we got four episodes posted in a week. So soon to be fun. Yeah. Website published. We got, yeah. uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram it's still a work is in, in progress. the works. It's all in a work in the works, but bear with us. Everybody has to start somewhere, but I'm proud of what we accomplished and I'm excited for where we're going. Absolutely. See, there's some more good, more positives coming out more of this. More positives, more positives. All right. Well, I'm positively out of beer that needs to be remedied. And then I also need to go to bed at a reasonable adult hour. So I get up at a reasonable hour, but I did work out today and take the dogs for a walk. So I'm already ahead of the game. Of course, I probably drank. I'm my proud calories. of you. Yeah. So, all right. Here, well. here's my non-agility related accomplishment today. I taught Snitch how to pick up her bumper and bring it back to me. Oh, my nice. retriever can retrieve. Your Yay. retriever can retrieve. Although I heard your boxer is your best retriever in the house. You know, if boxers could enter hunt tests, she would kill it. I know. I know, right? Did you hear that, AKC? Another way to make more money. Just saying. And tollers should also be entered in herding trials. Yes, tollers should be in herd. Well, that's our parent clubs. Are you listening, parent clubs? So our our breeds are versatile. Just because they were bred to retrieve or bred to work, work is very vague. Retrieve is very vague. Let's uh, or sorry, sporting group. Um, I think that herding is a sporting activity, and I think well, there's farm collie in their background. They are they can do it. Yeah. I don't know about boxers. No, 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 no. Boxers, no. (laughs) No, they just, they, some of them have the instinct. Some of them don't. So anyways, AKC, think about it when you're at home collecting unemployment. (laughs) Uh, I don't think it was a bad decision. Don't beat the AKC up. We all have to make tough decisions right now. Let's try and be more supportive than critical. Critical's way too Remember, easy. it sucks all around. Find the positive. My mom always said that she's going to love this. My mom always said this growing up. It's easier to love than hate. Let's stop like hating that. and love more. So go love your dogs. It's a great way to end. It is. It is. All right, kids. Have a good evening. All right. Good night. Good night. All right. That wraps up episode five. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, each episode is produced by Michelle and I. And we look forward to your support. We're hopefully um, entertaining you and giving you the value that you would like. So again, please let us know anything you would like us to discuss. We have lots of topics to discuss, but we want to make sure that they are in your interest categories. So, um, you know, hit us up on Facebook. That's the Facebook backslash Startline Pod or email us at startlinepod at gmail.com. I'm going to get working on our guests. We wanted to get a few episodes underneath our belt before we went and um, brought anybody on. So thanks so much, guys. Have a great week and stay safe and stay home.